0: Yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Buffalo Blueprint. I'm your host, A Rich, Joaquin Richens. If you don't know me by now, please get to know me. This is Built in Buffalo. How is everybody doing on this lovely Tuesday night? I hope everybody's having a productive work week thus far. And we we're gearing up, right? We're gearing up. Uh free agency is, is weeks underway. We 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 got our team formulated. We look like we're bringing back uh, the same starting lineups on both sides of the ball, uh, minus the starlet to LA and Emmanuel Sanders, and we're gearing for this for this NFL draft, right? We are running it back, so to speak. And do we have enough talent to to hoist that Lombardi Trophy? And before I even start. I gotta say my what's up. So you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm real. I'm I, I love to converse. I love to converse with the people. Travis, what's going on, brother? What's going on, Travis? You finally here on time for the live. You was on time when I was late. Isn't that some shit? I'm glad to have you, Travis. Glad to have you. Brooke is always here. Brooke is always here. She's she's uh she's a part of the Bills and Buffalo family. Uh shout out Brooke. I hope Brooke is is doing well tonight. Uh Dave, what's going on, Dave? What's going on? Go Bills, of course. Go Bills. Uh, let's see if I got any more comments in here. Brooke and Dave. A lot of Brooke and Dave going on, and that's okay. What's going on, Mary? What's going on? What's going on? So it's Tuesday night, right? Let's talk about our favorite team in the world, the Buffalo Bills. First of all, the draft. We we want to look to ways or for ways for our team to get better, right? We want to look for ways where we can improve. Uh, even though we have the same players, how can we do that? And uh, I want to talk about the draft a little bit. And I want to take some comments and some questions. If you have some about the draft uh, in terms of the the thought process and, and the philosophy for this Buffalo Bills or what it should be. I'm no expert. Obviously I'm here. Uh, I'm giving my two cents, but uh, what the Buffalo Bills can do draft-wise to 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 become a better football team when the 2021 season starts in September. And in my opinion, we need to draft immediate impact players. Immediate impact players, the Buffalo Bills should be looking to draft. I don't think that we should be wasting picks, so to speak, with guys that has a lot of tools but they're not quite ready yet. right? we I don't think that uh, we can afford those guys right now. I believe we're in the window of a Super Bowl window. And I believe it's time that we capital, capitalize on this Super Bowl window. And in order for us to do that, we need to draft impact players that can help us now and that can help us in the foreseeable future. So uh, I want to list Uh, some of my favorite players in this draft that can make it an immediate impact. Uh, Shane, what's going on? What's going on, Shane? What's going on, Kenny? Uh, How you doing, fam? Hope hope you had a good Easter. I had an excellent Easter, man. I don't know if if Easter is Easter or Christmas anymore, man. (laughs) I spent almost a thousand dollars I know I have 3 kids and they got to get Easter baskets and stuff like that but I was spending a lot of money. I didn't, I thought I was in Christmas. I thought I was uh in December for a second, but I definitely had a definitely had a a, a great Easter. Uh I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards cornerback unless Pay or Phillips drop 30 at DE and and I'm glad you said that Kenny because uh Phillips and Pay in my opinion those are the only two defensive ends that will possibly be worthy of that 30th pick overall. I don't think uh, the other de- defensive ends, even though I like them, uh, Carlos Basham and and other guys, I don't think they warrant or their uh, that 30th overall pick. But Cordy uh, Pay and and Phillips, they may be gone. They may be gone at pick 30. Who knows? We know that this NFL uh, pass rush edge rusher is a is a premium position. So we'll see what happens. Uh, with those two defensive ends, but as far as immediate impact players, right? I want to get into uh, one of my favorite players in this draft, and I think that uh, it's realistic, but I'm not sure exactly how realistic it is in terms of percentage wise, right? I see, uh, I'm getting addicted to these drafts, these mock drafts, and I see him fall on 20% of the mock drafts that I do. And if he falls, this is one guy, in my opinion, that the Buffalo Bills should definitely pick up. And that is Owusu. This kid Owusu, I call him by one name. I think his talent deserves one name. Owusu is is a chess piece that defensive teams, defensive ball clubs is going to covet in this NFL. He's a fast... Instinctive linebacker, fast, instinctive sideline to sideline linebacker that can be worked on as a chess piece, depending depending on opponents you face on a week to week basis. A Wusu is a is a linebacker that you can match up on TEs. He's a linebacker that can that can match up on in some slot receiving positions and, and situations, and he's a linebacker that can. That can do different things, a multiple, a multitude of, of things, on a week-to-week basis. And this chess piece, like a whooshu, is is something that the Buffalo Bills need in their defense. If the Buffalo Bills need an influx, an influx of anything defensively, it's an influx of of athletic ability, speed, athleticism, and physicality. And JOK is a is a linebacker is a high bid player that the Buffalo Bills can can definitely use and be an immediate impact on this Buffalo Bills roster on this Buffalo Bills team. Uh Kim says it, JOK, I think JOK is is definitely a piece that the Buffalo Bills could utilize on that defense. Uh we don't have the talent in terms of athletic ability and speed that is possessed on that defensive side of the ball, and I think JOK can can change some of those parameters, man. I, I really like JOK's game. Uh Kenny, agree. I love the Notre Dame linebacker. If he falls the if he falls the uh, thirty second best linebacker in the draft, I just assume he'll be gone. Kenny, who would you have as the first? Kenny, who is the best? Oh, okay, Michael Pice, M- Michael Pice Parsons. He's the obvious, right? Right? Michael Parsons is definitely the obvious. Daniel, the Bills really use two linebackers and they have Edmonds and Milano. I I understand that. But if we're going best player available, right, and at 30, if JOK is on the board, it would be hard for me to pass up JOK and it would be hard for me to to think that there is other players that would be on the board better than JOK at 30. I understand we have Milano, but good coaches finds... Uh good players' positions to play. They will find a spot on the field for this man to play if he's on the board at 30, man. And I just love the pick. I want to continue to get some thoughts. Uh Daniel gary says the Bills need an influx of QB pressure on the defense. I definitely agree. Uh Michael Parsons is, is uh the top rated linebacker in this draft, and we'll see where Michael Parsons goes. It's gonna be interesting to see if he's a top 10 selection. Uh another guy I want to get into. We're talking about players. I'm talking about uh, immediate impacts for the Buffalo Bills. And I think JLK is, is one of those immediate impacts. I want to get into uh, my second immediate impact player for the Buffalo Bills if he's, if he's indeed available at 30, right? And we're talking about this guy. He's not the biggest of guys, but He's just a dog, and I and I and I love his game. I love his game. Asante Samuel Jr. If he's available at pick thirty, I think this is a cornerback. Even does even though he doesn't have the ideal size, we all spoke about in terms of size, speed, and athleticism. Even though he's not big, we're talking about a, a, a great football player. And Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, they love great football players that possess a high iq and asante samuel jr is one of those guys that has the dog mentality that has the attitude that has the bravado to line up on the outside face bigger receivers and hold his own and versatile enough to kick inside in the slot and play them slot receivers as well. We're talking about a versatile, skilled defender in Asante Samuel Jr. that football runs in his pipeline with his family and his father. And I think he could come in at pick 30 and be an immediate impact for the Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to take it a step further. I know we have the JC Horns and the Caleb Fairleys of the world and, and the Greg Newsoms. But three, four years from now, when we're talking about the best cornerback coming out the two, the 2021 draft class, it can very well be Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, I, I love this kid. I love this kid. He is one of my favorite cornerbacks in the draft. If he's not my favorite cornerback in the draft, I just think he's a dog. I think he has that dog mentality. I think he will make an immediate impact for the Buffalo Bills. Uh Torch, my bro Torch, yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on, Torch? Uh Thomas Cook says, Gregory, uh, from Miami, the defensive end from Miami. That wouldn't be a bad selection, right? Is he worth the the number 30 pick overall in, in the first round? I know he has some athletic ability, uh, but I know he has to develop his game as well. I know he has some refinement in his game, and uh, he can probably come in and be a rotational piece, but how much can he produce? Uh at that number thirtieth pick, and is there better options? Is there better players than Gregory at thirty overall? Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott' philosophy is what: draft the best player available. And I think Asante Samuel Jr. is a better cornerback than Gregory at uh, for the Miami. So, um, even though I like him, I think that's a that's an interesting prospect. He's a he's an edge player and at a premier position, but he's a guy that. I would happy to, to select a, in the second round, him and Carlos Boogie Basham. Those are our are second round selections or day two selections, uh, in my opinion. Uh, what's the thoughts? My brother DM3 is in the building. Uh, DM3, he's he's uh, a guy that's adamant about smashing the like button. So If you're listening on YouTube, please take the time out, smash that like button. If you're on Twitter, give me some likes. If you're, on, if you're on Facebook, share, thumbs up, give some likes. Build some Buffalo, A Rich, Akeem Richens. If you don't know us by now, please get to know us. Asante Samuel is my second impact player that I really like for the Buffalo Bills if he's available at 30. Uh, Kim. Kim says he's smooth, he's smart, and he makes the transition adjustments look so easy. And I, it's a natural for Asante, right? It's a natural thing for him. Uh, I don't think Asante Samuel is going to be in the shadow of his father for a very long time when, uh, once he reaches the NFL. I think Asante Samuel Jr. has all the talent in the world to be a better overall player than his father. And Asante Samuel Sr. was no slouch. As we all know, he was one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL in his heyday. And I think his son... Is is right behind him in mirroring in those footsteps. Let me move on to my to my third impact player if he's available at 30 overall. Christian Barmore. We're talking about a guy that's 6'4, 311 pounds. We're talking about a guy from Alabama that, that's that's uh, a space eater that looked dominant at times who can be a rotational piece now and he can get better. He has a ceiling that he's yet to maximize in his 21 year old frame. And we're talking about a guy that can take on double teams right now. That can be a space eater and clog up lane. So Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano can eat as far as uh, playing the linebacker position. I think Christian Barmore is a guy that should not be overlooked if we're Buffalo Bills fans and if you're the Buffalo Bills organization. We struggled in the run department, right? The Buffalo Bills haven't been a great uh, running, uh, rush defensive team in quite some time now. We struggled against the run last year. We struggled against the run a couple of years ago. Uh, We was never perfect or we was never great against the run, even when Starla Toole is on the field. And if Starla Toole is, it took some steps back, right? We don't know where he's at. Ed Oliver, we don't know where he's at. Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver is a guy that is a top 10 pick, but he's yet to live up to expectation. Ed Oliver has yet to make the impact we thought or we hope Ed Oliver would make. And a, a lot of our struggles uh, stopping the run is within the trenches and is within that interior. And Starla Tuile is an older player. We don't know if Ed Oliver's the guy. Why not be proactive, right? Why not be proactive and pick up another interior lineman that can that can solidify our rush defense and can cause pressure up the middle to help out our Buffalo Bills defensive front. At the end of the day, I'm an old school guy. I believe games are won and lost in the trenches. And the Buffalo Bills, in terms of the trenches, that is not their strongest suit. Playing in the trenches is not the Buffalo Bills' strongest point. So Christian Barmore, if he is available at pick 30, the Buffalo Bills should definitely consider taking this defensive lineman from Alabama to solidify their rush defense. Uh, what do y'all think about Christian Bormore as a possible pick for the Buffalo Bills? I think he could come in, be a rotational piece, and at worst, be uh a, a immediate impact if not starting as a as a backup, as a backup to the Buffalo Bills defensive line. We all know Sean McDermott loves to run that wave, loves to run that rotation and have a wave of guys play that defensive front seven, uh, defensive line. And Christian Barmore is a guy, in my opinion, that can that can help solidify uh, our rush defense. My my bro Jaden is in the house. My bro Jaden, what's going on, Jaden? Your favorite Chiefs fan has arrived. Uh not only my favorite, my only, <laughs> my only Chiefs fan that I I, I, I respect and, and enjoy to have conversation with <laughs> has arrived. So what's going on, Jaden? What's going on? Uh, thoughts on Christian Barmore. Uh, Daniel Garry says, Ed Alva played out of position last season. Star returning should, uh, should allow Ed to go back to his natural spot. And I agree with that wholeheartedly, right? Ed Oliver, he's been playing out of position and think about, think about Ed Oliver a little bit, right? I'm i I'm going to talk, talk about him and touch on him a little later in the show, but Ed Oliver is six foot one, 285, 287 pounds playing the one technique and playing out of position, taking on double teams, attempting to shed blockers when you already undersized. He did a, he did a uh, a, a good job with the with the situation that he was up against, Ed Oliver, right? So now we get to have a proper eval on Ed Oliver because we get to slide him in that three technique. But again, there's nothing wrong with having good football players, right? Uh, Star Latule is uh, on his third or fourth year with the Buffalo Bills. How much longer is he going to be with the team, right? Uh, Harrison Phillips, Harrison Phillips, I expect him to improve. I expect him to improve our Buffalo Bills defensive defensive front, uh, two years removed from that serious knee injury. But even Harrison Phillips is going into a contract year. He is a free agent after this season. So it might be a proactive thing to do for the Buffalo Bills to draft uh, interior defensive lineman, uh, especially one of Baltimore's talents, if he's available at pick number 30. Uh, let me get your thoughts on that. Jaden had a great Easter. Jaden had a great Easter. I'm glad everybody had a great Easter. Thomas Thomas Cook says Zavin uh, Collins from Tulsa. Zavin Collins from Tulsa, 6'4, 260 pounds, runs about a 4640. That's another player that that is a good player. And if you have a good defensive coaching staff, you're going to find ways to, to put good players in the game. Uh, I do have some questions about zavin Collins. He's a little heavier. Where exactly would he play uh, on the Buffalo Bills defense will, would be something that defense would have to figure out, right? Uh, his competition, he never really played competition. Is that is that something that we should be concerned about or is that like something like Josh Allen, right? Uh, Tulsa COVID season, they didn't have much competition. Zavin Collins didn't play much competition throughout his whole career, even in high school, from high school leading up to college. So how much does that uh, take into account where Zavin Collins get drafted? I think he's an interesting prospect to say the least. And if he's on the board, if he's available, that's definitely a guy that, uh, that we should definitely take into consideration. Patrick, what's going on, Patrick? Kenny says, I like Balmore. I just don't think he's a game changer pick with him at 30. I respect it. I definitely respect it. Uh, Mike, Hamza or Jalen Phillips? I, I like Jalen Phillips, the defensive end. I think Hamza or Nazo Dean is going to be a day two pick. If he's a day one pick, if he's a first round pick, I'll be shocked, right? I'll definitely be shocked. But at the same time, he holds the necessary traits he has and possesses the physical ability that defensive coordinators want in this modern day NFL. So we can't put, we can't put nothing past anybody. I want to get into uh, my third immediate impact player. And when I talk about immediate impact players, it might not be uh, a necessity at the time being, but it could be something that could definitely benefit the Buffalo Bills and they could fill needs at other areas. So I want to, I want to talk about my third impact player, I hope everybody stays with me, Elijah Moore. The old Miss receiver, Elijah Moore. Now, the first thing people's going to say, like, hold on, A-Rich. Hold on, A-Rich. We have Diggs and Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley and, and, and Isaiah McKenzie. We're we are pretty stout at the receiver position, right? But hold on. We know Brandon Bean sean mcdermott they really believe in the philosophy best player available when we're talking about uh a a talented kid that can make an immediate impact that can blow the top off any defense it's elijah moore and an athletic uh an athletic player that lines up in the slot who runs a 4 3 40 that has no, no problems separating from defensive secondaries, that that can be uh, uh integral part in the offense from his rookie season, right? We love Cole Beasley, but Cole Beasley is on the wrong side of 30. Cole Beasley dealt with Knicks and Knacks throughout his entire year last year before he even had the broken phib- fibula right? Cole Beasley is just a man amongst boys and he gutted out his performances for the Buffalo Bills last season. But this guy, Elijah Moore, can come in and be that backup to Cole Beasley, learn from Cole Beasley, learn how to be a professional, how to play the slot position uh, for the next two years under Cole Beasley, and then take the slot position uh, into his own hands when Cole Beasley is no longer with the Buffalo Bills. He has two years left on his deal. And after that, uh, Elijah Moore can take over that slot receiver position. And how he benefits now is he immediately becomes your kick returner or punt returner on special teams. This is a versatile player who can make an impact on your offense And this is a player that can make an immediate impact on special teams, kick return and punt return. We think about the Kansas City Chiefs. We think about offenses in the NFL. We think about how the NFL is is a passing league. There is never enough weapons on offense. There is never enough weapons on offense. And if you can get uh, a, a, a talent like Elijah Moore at the bottom of the first round that can come in and contribute on offense and that can come in and spark your special teams immediately, that is something that the Buffalo Bills and their organization should definitely take into account. So Elijah Moore is is definitely and should be on the radar for the Buffalo Bills at pick 30. We're talking about best player available. We don't know how these boards are going to fall. And we know that the Buffalo Bills have spoken to Elijah Moore. We know that the Buffalo Bills have been looking at guys like uh, Demetric Felton and have been looking at guys like the, the wide receiver from, from Iowa, have been looking at guys that can come in and fill specific roles. And some of those roles is, special teams, kick return and punt return. We have Andre Roberts that's that's going to Houston, right? So why not get a guy that could fill those roles right now and can be a backup to Cole Beasley and be just as dangerous as Cole Beasley if Cole Beasley is hurt, God forbid, or he needs a spell in between series. So I think Elijah Moore should definitely be uh, in consideration for the Buffalo Bills. What's going on, Cam? What's going on, Cam? Mike says Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony again, Mike, I agree with you. If he's on the board, if he's one of those guys on the board, depending on how the board falls, we can never pass up, in my opinion, a guy that that can make opposing defenses worry. Kadarius Toney, Elijah Moore, I'm not saying they should be the first choice. I'm not saying that wide receiver is an immediate need. But if we're going best player available, and if we, if we take all the players in all positions in consideration, I think Elijah Moore, Kadarius Toney, players like that uh, could be and should be looked at. We're trying to score points. We have to keep up with the likes of the Chiefs. We have to keep up with the likes of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Green Bay Packers, and these high-flying offenses throughout the NFL. So um, that's definitely how I feel about Elijah Moore. And, and the uh, immediate impact that he can make. Jaden Steen says, hey Rich, what's your opinion on left tackle? Uh, out of Notre, uh, out of Notre Dame? Are you talking about uh, which which tackle are you talking about? What's his name? I, I I know the kid, but the name is not is not coming for me. Uh, Jaden, which tackle are you talking about? And the tackle position is a position I think that uh, we're we're pretty stout at, right? We have Deion Dawkins and we have Daryl Williams. Uh, with the offensive line, the problem with the offensive line is not the tackles. <laughs> so is he a guy that we could slide over and kick inside the guard and, and we could see be an above average guard in the NFL? If he possessed that ability and 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 that agility, then that is something that we can possibly look at. But I think as far as tackles, as far as booking tackles, I believe that's the strongest asset of our offensive line. Um. Charity, what a trade up, get pits. Why not trade up? Get You will have to trade up a ton. We're talking about Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts might go as high as a uh, top five. Kyle Pitts might go to Miami at six. Kyle Pitts might go to Cincinnati at five. Kyle Pitts is uh, uh, definitely a top uh, five, the to top 10 player in this NFL draft. And being that we picked number 30, I believe that would be an a, a almost impossible feat to move up that much slots uh, to acquire pits. I would love him, but it's, it's just improbable right now, right? It's improbable right now. Yes, yes, yes. Um, If he can play, if he could kick inside and play guard or if he's uh, available in the later rounds, if he's available in the later rounds, uh, Liam can be a possibility, but immediate impact, immediate impact player along the offensive line. If I'm going offensive line early in the draft, I'm going interior. I'm going guard. I'm going to draft a guard. I may shit. I may even draft a center. I may even draft a center. Mitch Morse. I love Mitch Morse. I don't think he's the greatest of run blockers. I think Mitch Morse uh, have some injury history that that concerns uh, I believe the Buffalo Bills organization and concerns the Buffalo Bills fans. So if I'm going to draft uh, an offensive line in in the in the beginning or mid-rounds that can come in and try to make an immediate impact, I'm going for an interior offensive lineman. Uh that's just how I feel about that. I wish we could get pits also. I wish we could get pits as well. I want to get into uh my last player. And my last player is none other than Najee Harris, right? Again, in my opinion, the offensive line is and was the bigger issue last season as to why the Buffalo Bills wasn't successful running the ball when they chose to run the ball. But at the same time, we're... Remaining status quo for the most part. We're bringing back the same offensive line. And if we're bringing back the same offensive line, I'm intrigued by Najee Harris. I believe Najee Harris at 6'2", 230 pounds can make an immediate impact for our Buffalo Bills. I believe he can make that immediate impact that... Devin Singletary and Zach Moss uh, don't necessarily make. I believe that they're good players. I believe that Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are capable. I don't think that the Buffalo Bills need a running back. But when you look at the situation in its totality, the Buffalo Bills are bringing back all their starters from the 2020 season. The Buffalo Bills are bringing back the same players that, that went on to go 13-3 and three and win the AFC East, right? So how can we upgrade this team when they're bringing back the same players? Immediate impact. Players and I believe Najee Harris, if he's on the board, despite Devin Singletary, despite Zach Moss, I know that it's not their fault in the offensive line, have to do a better job creating holes. But this man is an immediate impact player, immediate impact player in Najee Harris. So this is definitely a guy that I would consider taking if he's available at pick 30. Uh Scott says, change the run scheme and we'll be fine. And I agree with Scott. I agree, Scott. Change the run scheme and we'll be fine. Um, Which direction do you want to go with the run scheme? Which direction do you want to go with the run scheme? Are we going uh, zone blocking or are we doing man blocking principles? Because if we change the run scheme and we'll be fine, with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, one uh, runs the scheme better than the other anyway, right? Uh Devin Singletary is a better is a is better in the zone blocking scheme than he is the man blocking scheme. Single Devin Singletary is better when he's allowed to, to be patient and pick and choose his holes. Zach Moss is better when he gets to run downhill zach moss is better when he gets to choose one cut and take off so if we're going to choose a scheme and we're going to stay with that scheme one running back plays a scheme better than the other running back so what are we going to do are we going to find another running back so two running backs can can be in cinch with the same scheme so uh even though i agree it's definitely going to weigh a lot into uh who do buffalo bills consider the better running back, Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. And if we do change the scheme, then uh, Najee Harris, a different running back like Najee Harris may be in play anyway, right? So I think that if we're trying to make immediate impacts, we have to look at the positions that can be afforded to make immediate impacts with. And I believe running back is is definitely uh, definitely one of those positions. Let me get some thoughts all immediate impact players are spot on a hey, Rich, Kim, I appreciate that. And and that's what it's about because at the end of the day, rookies are not going to win you a championship. You know, I know there's a a lot of teams and uh the New York Jets have 21 picks in the next 2 years. They help they help and we we hope that the uh, rookies progress over the years, but rookies are not going to come in in their first year and put the Buffalo Bills over the top. And win the championship. Rookies alone is not going to get it done. So we're hoping that the players that we have now, combined with the rookies, uh, can uh combine and put the Buffalo Bills uh over the top. And uh before I move on, let me see if I get any more get any more questions. Scott says Breida can hit the edge quick. Breida can definitely hit the edge quick. I think Breida was misused in Miami. I think Brita is is a game changer with his speed. I think Breida, uh, we talk about speed all the time and fast and being explosive, being athletic. I believe Breida is an overall good running back. It's just not about speed with Breida. Matt Breida is a good football player. Matt Breida is a good running back. So uh, he's definitely a guy that I haven't forgotten about. He's definitely a guy that, in my opinion, is, should be in the fold in terms of the Buffalo Bills offense in 2021. And he's a guy that I think uh, can make an impact for our Buffalo Bills. Um, We'll see what we do in terms of the draft and which directions we go. But I really believe in order for the Buffalo Bills to, to succeed, in order for the Buffalo Bills to take the next step, uh, we need immediate impact players uh, on this football team. So uh, once again, A Rich, Akeem Richens, this is the Buffalo Blueprint. You are in tune with Built in Buffalo. If you don't know us by now, get to know us. If you're on YouTube, I have over 35 people on my YouTube channel right now. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Let me know that you're here. If you have questions, comments, Uh, Don't be afraid to ask. You know, I'm going to pull it up. Uh, I don't need the super chats. (laughs) Uh, I do this for the love. So if you want a super chat, that's fine. But I'm going to read your comment anyway. So that's just how uh, I like to have that dialogue and to have that conversation. But I want to move on. Uh, I titled this week's show, right? I titled this week's show, When the whole damn thing because in my opinion uh not only should that be the expectation for the organization uh that should be the expectation for us fans as well right what are your expectations because that is my that's what i expect right now when the whole damn thing that is the part of the process Our Buffalo Bills are at right now. We took the necessary steps, right? What do people say? What do people say all the time in in their phases and walks of life? Uh, There's levels to this, right? There's levels to this shit, right? Okay. There's levels to this. We took the necessary steps. The Buffalo Bills uh, haven't made the playoffs in 17 years. Going into going into the 2017 season, right? Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, they come in, they take reins of the Buffalo Bills organization, combined with some good fortune, and the Buffalo Bills make the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills ended the drought after 17 years in 2017 and made the playoffs. That was the goal. For the Buffalo Bills at the time, that was the goal for us fans at the time, was to make the playoffs. That was the goal for Kyle Williams at the time, right? Making the playoffs. Now that it doesn't seem like much, but when you come from the bottom, literally, <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills did, that that ceiling of making the playoffs was a was a great accomplishment for uh for our buffalo bills there's a great accomplishment for Kyle Williams and his sons and his family we acted as if we won the super bowl because we made the playoffs right but that was our goal that was our expectation and we met our goal we met our expectation so what happens now right what happens next a lot of people said the buffalo bills made the playoffs by luck right? Andy Dalton, Taj Boyd, their heroics, the Cincinnati Bengals, over $400,000 in donations was made to Andy and Jordan's foundation for the seriously ill children from Buffalo Bills fans. We made that donation because the Buffalo Bills backed into the playoffs, right? We had to help Getting to the playoffs. So, what was the goal for the Buffalo Bills this time around? We said, you know what? The Buffalo Bills, they have something to prove. They have to prove that they're not a fluke. They have to prove that they are actually a good team and go out and make the playoffs on their own merit, right? Without any help. And that's exactly what the Buffalo Bills did. What happened? We end up finishing 10 and six. The Buffalo Bills now end up making the playoffs throughout the last three years, showing playoff consistency. We set expectations and we met our expectations, right? Now we have a new set of expectations to fulfill. It's no longer about making the playoffs. Uh, It's no longer about just getting in. That ceiling, that ceiling that the Buffalo Bills had of making the playoffs is now the floor, right? That ceiling is now the floor because once you meet and uh, eclipse expectations, new expectations is, are are met, right? So now the new ceiling is hosting and winning playoff games, right? That was the that was the talk. The Buffalo Bills, it's time to host, uh Uh, uh, some home games. The Buffalo Bills, it's time to win a home game. It's time to win a playoff game. It's been over 20 years since the Buffalo Bills had a home game. It's been over 20 years since the Buffalo Bills won a playoff game. What did the Buffalo Bills do? Not only did we go 13-3, and not only did we win the division uh, for the first time since 1995, not only did we have multiple playoff games at home, We was one win away from the Super Bowl. And on top of that, we solidified having a franchise quarterback in the process. Jim Kelly was our last franchise quarterback. Josh Allen wasn't even born the last time the Buffalo Bills had a franchise QB. And we found one in Josh Allen. Now, we have new Expectations, right? We exceeded the expectations that we had. Now, new expectations must be fulfilled. And I don't know about y'all, it's only one expectation left to fulfill. And that's when the whole damn thing. It was an accomplishment last year. It was an accomplishment last season when the Buffalo Bills made the AFC title game, right? That was an accomplishment. Well, tell you, guess what? I have to call a spade a spade, and and this is just a fan of me. If the Buffalo Bills lose in the AFC title game this year, it will be a disappointment. Last year, it was an accomplishment. This year, it will be a disappointment. When you reach expectations, when you reach new levels and certain levels of expectations, You now have a set of new levels and new expectations to meet and to eclipse. And that's what the Buffalo Bills have to do. And there's only one thing left to do. And that's win the Lombardi trophy. So let's discuss what the Buffalo Bills can do to put themselves in that position to win that Lombardi trophy. Right. Emmanuel Sanders and Latour lay aside, the Buffalo Bills returned the same starting lineup from, two, from 2020. So how can we get better? We can get better. Let me put this graph. Let me put this on here. The Buffalo Bills can get better as a team by individual player progression, right? We have individuals on our team. We have young guys throughout our roster and our starting lineup that have a ton of room to grow that have uh a ton of potential to maximize and if those guys can maximize their potential if those guys can maximize their talents the buffalo bills can indeed become a better team in 2021 with the same players from 2020 right gabriel davis can get better AJ Epinesa, Dane Jackson, Harrison Phillips, Cody Ford, to name a few. All of these players, all of these young players can continue to develop and get better for the Buffalo Bills. But I'm going to list four players that must improve for the Buffalo Bills to take that final step and hoist that Lombardi trophy. I'm going to list the four players. First player on the list. Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen has to become even better in 2021 than he was in 2020 for the Buffalo Bills to hoist this Lombardi Trophy. Over 4,000 yards, 4,500 yards, 69 percent completion percentage. He even had an eighty-one percent, eighty-one point seven percent, eighty-one point seven QBR. Thirty-seven passing touchdowns, forty-five touchdowns overall in the regular season. But he still proved that he has some improving, that he still has some developing to do, right? In Josh Allen's game, right? He still showed some struggles in the playoffs that suggest that he can improve. Uh, Josh Allen can improve on his decision-making, right? The decisions he made in the playoffs, some decisions he made, it could have been better once. Uh, we're driving against the Indianapolis Colts uh, going into halftime. We're driving before we scored the touchdown. The Indianapolis Colts starting cornerback, he got hurt. We attacked the, the backup cornerback. Josh Allen almost threw an interception. Thank God that backup cornerback was in the game. Josh Allen could have made a better decision. Otherwise, he would have thrown an interception in the end zone. In the AFC Championship game, Josh Allen did throw an interception. Right, Josh Allen only had 58% completion percentage. Josh Allen uh, definitely showed that he can make some improvements on his game based on his playoff performances from last season. 31 fumbles in three years equates to 10 fumbles a season for Josh Allen. That is something he can definitely improve on, holding on to the football uh not turning over the ball. Our defense our offense is our best defense. And if Josh Allen can can keep the turnovers down to a minimum, our offense can be more explosive and even better that we was la- than we was last season. So Josh Allen overall man, if he can hold on to the football, if he can make better uh make better decisions in crunch time against the elite teams. I believe the Buffalo Bills will be on the road or be will be on the path from to hoisting that Lombardi trophy uh, as early as this season in 2021 and will be in playoff contention, in Super Bowl contention for the next decade because Josh Allen possessed all the physical tools to be a elite quarterback in this NFL for the next 10 years. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that. Patrick says, yeah, no more fumbles for sure. Definitely have to hold on to the football, right? Definitely have to hold on to the football. We want to be able to uh, play as mistake-free as, as humanly possible. And if Josh Allen can can patch up some of those turnovers, can patch up some of those little mistakes, I believe uh, uh, he will be not only uh, a better football player, but we may be looking at the 2021 uh, MVP of the league in Josh Allen. Um. Let me get some. Let me go back. Let me get some thoughts. Answer some questions. You know how I do. Um, John Heron says, "Diggs was Diggs was our first round pick last season." Definitely agree. Uh, Josh needs more to be more relaxed in big games, and that's that's it right there. Thomas Cook. I'm not. I'm not talking about games against the subpar teams. Right? We on another echelon right now. Uh, it's it's crazy to be Buffalo Bills fans, but and to say this, but we are part of the elites right now. We are amongst the elites, and I'm talking about performances, elite performances uh, against the elite competition. I'm not talking about the average teams in this NFL. I believe the Buffalo Bills are a Super Bowl contending team, and when we playing uh, those other Super Bowl contending teams, Josh Allen has to do a better job showing up and playing at that elite level. He has to play at that elite level against Patrick Mahomes. We are 0-3 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes has looked like Patrick Mahomes against the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen has looked like Josh Allen against uh majority of the teams in the NFL, except for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? It is time for Josh Allen to take that step. Where he can actually go toe for toe against Patrick Mahomes and lead us to victory this season. We are 0 3 against the Kansas City Chiefs in the last two years. We play them again this season. We have to play and go through the Kansas City Chiefs to get where we have to go. We need Josh Allen to play better and, and we need Josh Allen to play better in the bigger games. We need Josh Allen to be more decisive in the bigger games. And I think this season he will do so. And because of that, he will take us over the top. Uh that's a waste of picks. Seven guys, seven guys ain't gonna make our roster. Hey, we have hey, we we have that. That's the greatest thing about having opinions from knowledgeable fans, right? Seven guys aren't gonna make the roster. Uh Especially if you're thinking about two fifth-round picks and the seventh-round pick, what's the possibility of two late-round picks making the Buffalo Bills roster? Could trade-up be part of the equation, right? Could trade-up be part of the equation for the Buffalo Bills? Can we go and get the guy that we want if we see the guy that we want, right? That could be a possibility. But are the Buffalo Bills one player away from, from, from the Super Bowl? Are the Buffalo Bills one player away? Do the Buffalo Bills only need one player to take them over the top? And that is a question, Brandon Bean, and I think us fans have to ask ourselves uh when we think about the possibilities of trading up, right? So uh definitely something to think of, definitely something to think of. Jeff, what's going on? What's going on, Jeff? Lewis, we are going to be the we are going for the best football players available. Are the t- and the, t- the teams in good shape? I believe so. I believe so. I believe the team will be in good shape. I have uh, faith in Brandon Bean and, and our scouting department to get immediate impact players and get guys that could come in and, and help us and boast our team uh, immediately for the 2021 season. Mary. Yes, Dan, so trade up. And Mary said, Mary and Dan says trade up. Mary and Dan is all about trading up. Hey, I'm not opposed to it. What are you giving up is the question. What are you giving up? How much are you giving up? I believe we can find immediate impact players with our first, second, and third round picks. Um, How much are you willing to mortgage in order to trade up? And if you're willing to trade up and do that, uh, what type of player are you looking to trade up and get that you hope can take us over the top? Patrick, little Joshy, the MVP. Aiden, what's going on? Yeah, probably going to trade up and down once each. Kenny says, uh, "My four who need to improve are AJ, AJ, Tremaine Edmonds, Dawson Knox, and Ed, and Ed Oliver." Hey, and Kenny, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that, right? Uh Josh Allen was my first guy. Um, I believe that he's our elite player. I believe he is an elite player, but I can't ignore uh, certain things I see. And that's definitely when it comes to playoffs and coming to playing elite teams, I I have to put that in the forefront. Josh definitely has to play better against the elite competition. This is where we're at right now. This is the stage in the process where the Buffalo Bills are at. We're here. We're here. We, we, we're not down here anymore. We're up here and we're trying to get right here. So we're, we're so close we're so close, so the expectations are greater. The expectations uh, are definitely a great, are definitely greater. Dan says yes, but if if fall off talent, they need drops early. Uh, they'll go, they'll go get them. I believe this draft is pretty deep, man. Uh, edge rusher aside, I don't think edge edge rushers are pretty deep in the draft. I don't think there's a, a lot of edge rushers that are that deserves or is worthy of that uh, first round thirtieth pick, but Uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see. I don't think that position is particularly deep, but I do think that you can get talent deep in this draft well into the third, fourth round. Uh, Thomas Cook, they need to mix in the run more. We'll keep keep them off balance. I I definitely agree. Definitely agree. We need to be more efficient when we run the ball. I don't know if we need to mix in the run more or be more efficient when we run the ball. We need to be efficient running the ball like Isaiah McKenzie is efficient in the touches he gets right? Isaiah McKenzie is only in about 22% of the snaps, but those 22% of the snaps are like 60% because he produces, he he makes he makes uh, the most of his snaps. And we need our running game to do exactly like McKenzie does, right? We need our running game to make the most of their opportunities when the opportunities presents itself. Uh, moving on, John. John, Who's to say it's going to be a drop-off in talent? The draft is deep in the positions we can use. Definitely, the draft is deep at uh, at cornerback. I think the draft you can find uh, a good offensive lineman in the mid, in the mid rounds. I think the receiving core in this draft we we talked about the 2021, the 2020-2021 draft and the receivers and Jerry Judy and 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 Justin Jefferson and and Gabriel Davis and Den, and Denzel Mims and those type of receivers. Brandon Ayuk, Uh the 2021 receiving draft may be better. It may be better. And it it focuses on a lot of slot receivers from Randall Moore to Elijah Moore to Dwayne Eskridge. So this is a this is a draft that if you want to find your slot receiver, if you want to find your predecessor to a Cole Beasley, this may be a draft to do it. I think this is a, a deep draft. Uh, get better at stopping the run. Definitely agree. Uh, what's going on, Seth? Seth says, I'm referring to Brandon being GM means greatest magician. I can't wait to see what he does. If it were me, I'd like to get the best running, run block and offensive lineman available. Now, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I'm old school. Um, we have to get better in the trenches. The Buffalo Bills are a good team that's not really good in the trenches. So if we can get that interior offensive lineman, it may not be a sexy pick, but that's definitely a pick that uh, definitely warrants uh, some attention for for our Buffalo Bills organization. Um, one more question before I move on: uh, We are not winning by addressing your by addressing your depth. By the time we made it made it to the Chiefs, we are playing with half of our starting line and all our receivers are banged up. Now again, I think that. We have all of our starting players coming back. We got guys like Terrell Adams and, 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 and Markel Lee and, and guys like that. That's depth, depth pieces. I believe the Buffalo Bills are a good deep team. I believe we are a good deep team and we just need some athletes and some and some, and, uh, some influx in talent and overall talent to take us over the top. Hey, John Heron says, give me the non-sexy pick and trade down. That's what I'm all for, John Heron. That's what I ultimately want to do. That's what I'm all in favor for. I believe there's a lot of talent to go around in this NFL draft. I believe you can get talent and immediate impact players up into the fourth round. And why not accumulate an extra second round pick and a possibly third round pick? Why not accumulate an extra second round pick and a fourth round pick and, and, and get extra players to to make more immediate impacts uh, within this Buffalo Bills roster. And the reason why I say that is because I'm, I'm a big firm believer in our scouting department's abilities to draft good players well into the draft. I'm high on our scouting department and their ability to find players. So uh, that is the reason why uh, I think we should trade down and accumulate more picks uh, in order to get more players, but that's just my opinion. A lot, a lot of people poses different arguments and good and good viable arguments whether you should trade up or trade down. But uh, the first player I got into in terms of individual progression is our quarterback, the obvious Josh Allen. Right, Josh Allen is the is the first player. I have to get into the second player. Um, another player that must progress, another starter that must progress for the Buffalo Bills in order for us to take another leap in our uh, team progressions, in order for us to, to, to play in the Super Bowl and or to ultimately hoist that Lombardi trophy, this man has to play better, right? Dawson Knox has to play better. We cannot be a liability offensively with our tight ends while the opposing tight ends continues to bust our ass on a week-to-week basis. that It it cannot be done anymore. Dawson Knox, we need him to step up. We need him to now improve and take his game to another level. He's going into his third season. He's worked out with uh, George Kittle last offseason. I'm pretty sure he's working out this season. We need Dawson Knox to take a next step, to take another leap in progression in order for the Buffalo Bills as a team to take another step, right? We don't, we didn't have, we didn't get and pursue that tight end in the offseason. We didn't pursue the John o. Smiths. We didn't pursue uh, the Hunter Henrys. We didn't get the Zach Urses, Urses of the world. So we need our third round pick to come and, and progress and be the player, a better player than he has been these first two years. 24 receptions, 288 yards, three touchdowns, four drops. That's not going to get it done. 14 drops in two years is not going to get it done. We need more consistency from the position. We don't pose any threats to opposing defenses, and that has to change, right? We're not asking Dawson Knox to be Travis Kelsey we're not asking Dawson Knox to be George Kittle we asking Dawson Knox to be more a consistent threat at the tight end position and if we can get more consistency from him I think uh the Buffalo Bills as an offense can be even better think about how good our Buffalo Bills offense was last season right over 500 points scored uh 50 points on the Miami Dolphins' head to end this season, right? We looked unstoppable at times, and yet we are a liability at at our tight end positions. Our tight end position, our tight end position group was a weak link, was a liability within the offense. Our running game was a weak link was our liability within the offense. We had two weak links. We had two uh positions on the offense that was below average and we were still a top offensive team in the NFL. Do you know how scary the Buffalo Bills offense can be if they can get one out of the two? If they can get... Uh, consistency from the tight end position, or they can get effective running back play. If we can get one of the two, think of how good, think of how much better the Buffalo Bills offense can be. And we was already a top five offense last year. So Dawson Knox is definitely uh, a player that we hope can can progress. We hope can can maximize his potential because we're going to need him to win a Super Bowl. This is, got to call a spade a spade. We brought back the same players. (laughs) The only way we're going to win the Super Bowl is if our players progress. If our players do not progress, the Buffalo Bills are not going to win a Super Bowl. I have to call a spade a spade. We have to progress as individuals In order to progress as a team. Uh, let me get some thoughts, let me get some comments. Let me go up because I know my boy Izzy, my boy Izzy tuned in. Aiden, what's going on, Aiden? Go bet best go best defensive players available rounds one through three at offensive at offensive depth and backup safety on day three. Hey, I'm not mad at that philosophy. If it was up to me, I would add probably one offensive player. Um one or two offensive players, depending. And that one offensive player may be in the O-line because I really feel that uh, the interior offensive line is is, a, is is weak. And then I would go all defense. I would go all defense. I would probably get one to two offensive players, uh, one offensive lineman, and pop, probably one niche player. And then I would go all defense. Our offense right now, I believe, is fine. I believe we can roll out our offense in 2021, how it's currently constituted, and be effective. I believe we can roll out our offense we have on the roster today, not not even including the draft. We could roll out the offense we have today and be a top 10 offense in this NFL. So I agree with this sentiment. I would probably draft one offensive player, and then I would go all defense. I want fast physical specimens, sideline to sideline players, uh, on our defensive side of the ball. So uh, I really like that comment. Izzy, Bills can stack the depth and not worry about injuries. Most definitely, that's that's what it's about, right? That's what it's about because we have all our t- all our players coming back. We didn't lose anybody of significance, and, and and the and the person we thought we may have lost that was significant was replaced from. John Brown to Emmanuel Sanders, right? So we didn't lose anybody in significance, and we get to add players in the draft, and we gotta hope that the players that have their that have their their young their young untapped potential reach their limits, reach their reach their progressions, right? And that's that's basically the blueprint to the Buffalo Bills. That is the blueprint, the overall blueprint for the Buffalo Bills. The players got to play better. We got to knock the draft out the park. And if we do those things, we will be in good in good position. Mike, yes, we can obviously find t- talent in the middle rounds. Most definitely, right? Most definitely. Matt Milano, fifth round pick. I, I, I like his talent. Pick six, Teron Johnson. Teron, pick six, Johnson. Small school, fourth round pick. I like his talent. Harrison Phillips. I believe Harrison Phillips is, is going to play uh, some inspired ball this year. I'm a believer in the forgotten man, Harrison Phillips, third round pick. We have proved Gabriel Davis, seven touchdowns, fourth round pick. The The Buffalo Bills regime proved that they have the ability to, to draft and be successful drafting players in the middle round. Hey, I... I may even take it a step further and say, uh, Josh Allen aside, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills may do a better job drafting players in the middle rounds than the beginning rounds, right? We have a lot of good players that we found in, in, in day two, as day two picks. Uh, John Herring Heron, Knox was so raw coming out of college, right? Knox was raw coming out of college. And, you know, when you have, the the talent that the buffalo bills had and when we was at the levels the buffalo bills was at at the time we drafted Dawson Knox that's perfectly fine right we didn't our, our expectations wasn't as high but now with a better performance and and higher expectations the expectation is now not only higher for the coaching staff not only higher for for the team, the expectation is is higher for the individual, and now we understand that Dawson Knox was raw coming out of college, but now he's in his third year as a pro. And traditionally, and we what do we what do we see out of out of third year players? We see third year players make the biggest jump. If you're going to be something in this NFL. You usually prove it in that third year. We get an idea of what type of player you're going to be. Okay, he's going to be a backup. He's going to be a serviceable backup in this NFL. Uh, He's going to be a low-end starter in this NFL. He's going to be a bust. We're going to find out what type of player uh, and what type of bracket we're going to slot Dawson Knox in in this 2021 season. More questions. Thomas Cook. Thomas Cook. Uh, Knox has gotten better every year. I'm sure he will step up. I will hope. I will hope he steps up. I'm hoping he steps up. We need him to step up for us to step up and, and hoist that Lombardi trophy. I'm trying to win the whole damn thing, right? That's the goal. There's nothing else for the Buffalo Bills to do. We've met every expectation there is to meet except hoisting that Lombardi trophy. So, that's the goal. That's definitely the goal. Mary, because we we are three or so elite players away from the big dance. So go get those uh big elite players. Agree, Mary. Agree. I think we are we need about three or four impactful players for this Buffalo Bills in this draft. I definitely agree. Dave, the Bills playing a stat ball, a rich. The stats passing game more efficient that makes the uh that makes running running secondary. I think I understand what you're saying, Dave. I think I understand. Um more comments in here before I move on to my last two. John, I I agree with that. Byron says draft all defense. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. I wouldn't be mad at drafting all defense at all. John, the Patriots just bought two excellent tight ends. We have to be able to stop that and be able to stop the run that their offense will work behind. I definitely I definitely agree. I definitely agree. TEs will be a position of luxury. And again, if a tight end is there, I know Pat Faramu is probably not worth that 30th overall pick, right? I'm not, he probably not worth, he might be too high drafting him, but a tight end like Pat Faramu, a tight end like Reverend Jordan can come in right now and make an immediate impact for the Buffalo Bills. So is he, is it a luxury pick? Yes. I will slot that as a luxury pick. It may not be a a a a dire need, right? But tight end is definitely a position where you can draft somebody and make immediate impact, right? Tight uh, end, running back, cornerback, cornerback, uh, hybrid safety, cornerback, linebacker, right? Those those type of positions are are immediate need impact positions. Byron says. Linebacker, DE, cornerback in either direction. So this is how I'm looking at this, right? I don't think that the the defensive end, the edge rush is particularly great this year's draft. I know we have the kid from Penn State, Jason, who ran out this world. But again, uh, I thought about it. I love his talent. I love his physical attributes. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm not sure if he's going to make an immediate impact or not. I'm not sure if those special athletic abilities uh, will translate into immediate impact, and uh, because of that, I would I, I, I would shy away from him a little bit. As far as uh, the 30th overall pick, as far as the 30th overall pick. Now, if he's available in the second round, we're talking about we're talking about more value picks. Then I wouldn't be opposed, but This cornerback, this cornerback draft class is a deep one, right? And I think pass rush and and coverage go hand in hand. If you don't have a pass rush, you better have a good secondary. If you don't have a good secondary, you better have a good pass rush. I believe it's is is interchangeable, right? It, It goes hand in hand. And being that the defensive end, the edge is not particularly a deep position, and cornerback and 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 those hybrid positions, is it looks like to be deep in this 2021 draft, I would go and double up at a position. I would go double up. I would get multiple corners. I would get a cornerback. I would get a cornerback and a hybrid player. I would get multiple coverage guys. I would love a cornerback like Asante Samuel. I would love like a, a player like Jabril Cox from LSU, along with Asante Samuel. I would love the combination of uh, of a melon final, uh and and a Zavin Collins or a, a Wusu. I we need that combination. I believe that uh, in this NFL we need guys that can cover and that can be sideline to sideline guys in the Buffalo Bills secondary in, in uh specifically need uh influx in terms of of athletic players and I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Uh, extremely athletic linebacker, most definitely, most definitely, extremely athletic linebacker is a necessity for our Buffalo Bills. I want to get into. I got into Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen has to improve, in my opinion, in order for the Buffalo Bills to take that next step and hoist that Lombardi Trophy. Dawson Knox, in my opinion, have to improve in order for the Buffalo Bills to take that next step and uh, and hoist that Lombardi Trophy. But I want to get into the third player, and I want to get in it's time to talk about a little bit of, of the defensive side of the ball, right? <clears throat> Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver has to improve <clears throat> in order for the Buffalo Bills to take the next step, right? Uh, the Buffalo Bills defense, I don't know what happened to it last year. We went 13-3 and three because our offense a lot of those times was dominant we had a dominant offense and we was under the ex, uh we was under the expression that the buffalo bills coming into the 2020 season the buffalo bills defense would be a stout defense and if the buffalo bills offense can improve a little bit if josh allen could improve a little bit to go along with this buffalo bills defense then the buffalo bills team can be a can be a much improved one, right? But what happened? Josh Allen and that Buffalo Bills offense carried the Buffalo Bills team. Josh Allen and that Buffalo Bills offense carried the Buffalo Bills defense majority of the season. And how can we get the Buffalo Bills defense back to playing top 10 football, top half of the league football? Our players that we have, our players that we drafted, We believe in drafting and developing our own and then re-signing, right? Well, the players that we draft and the players that we want to develop has to come through now. And one of those players that have to come through is Ed Oliver. I understand that he didn't make the impact we all hope for uh, with a top 10 pick, right? He, He didn't make that impact yet. But I do think him playing out of position contributes into, into some of those inconsistencies and inability to make the impact we all hope for. 6'1, 287 pounds, he's already undersized for a defensive tackle. Now we asked and expect him to hold down Starler to a late position. That was a big ask from the organization to Ed Oliver, taking on constant double teams, play after play, being undersized, trying to open up lanes for Tremaine Edmonds and AJ Klein and and Matt Milano, taking on double teams whilst trying to still be effective when you could be effective as an individual. I think what uh, Ed Oliver was asked to do, we have to commend him a little bit, right? We have to commend him. He did an admirable job. But now with Star Tuola back it is time to see if Ed Oliver is indeed worthy of this top 10 selection. We are uh, we get to slide him back in the 3 technique. He can now be that rush defensive tackle that won't see as much double teams that can that can penetrate certain gaps and be that pass rusher from the interior, and use his athletic abilities, right? Coming out of college, he what was he? He was undersized, yes, but what was his strength? Ed Oliver's strength is his athletic ability. We talking about having athletes and wanting more athletes. Uh, Ed Oliver is an athlete on the defensive line. We're talking about a guy that ran a, five, a 4-6-40 uh, coming back Uh, from from an aggravated hamstring in Ed Oliver. So now we get to have him back in the rush three technique defensive tackle position. And now let's see what we have with Ed Oliver. In order for the Buffalo Bills to take the next step on the defensive side of the ball and get back to playing top level or top half of the league defense, Ed Oliver, a player that we drafted, has to take his next step in his developmental process. Ed Oliver has to play better. If Ed Oliver plays better, if Ed Oliver plays better in his third year and takes that third year jump, we expect and hope hope he can make the Buffalo Bills defense can resurrect itself, right? Ed Oliver is definitely a guy that must improve in order for the buffalo bills to take that next step. Uh Sheldon Cole. Yo Sheldon, when is your birthday, bro? You said your, you said the draft is is on your birthday. It's around my birthday as well, right? Uh May 1st is my birthday. Uh, I think that's going to be day day 3 of the draft. I'm going to be celebrating my birthday with our draft selections. That's how I'm celebrating my birthday. J. Cole. Uh Sheldon Cole, when your birthday? Um man, I got a super chat from from Izzy. I got a super chat from Izzy. Uh, Ed Ed will blossom with it with a true one technique in place. Barmore may be in play. That's a McDermott pick. Now, a shout out, Izzy, uh, B.I.B. Zone for the super chat. Uh, I think Ed Oliver will blossom with the one technique next to him. Uh, Ed Oliver uh, had five sacks, five sacks his rookie season when he played next to Star. He took a step back last season. Didn't have as much production, didn't have as much sacks, only three, but we asked him to do something that uh we we wasn't he wasn't supposed to do with the Buffalo Bills defense. So I think coming into this next season, his third season, uh two years under his belt, he understand how the game is played. The game should slow down a little bit for him. I still see him constantly working out and battling horses with his offseason workouts. So it's time it's time for Ed Oliver to take that next step to take that next leap in progression and show why he's worth and why he was worthy of that top 10 overall selection. Top 10 overall pick, we expect or I expect to make an impact for our defense. Uh 48 overall PFF grade is is a horrible grade. 48 overall grade for Ed or Ed Oliver is a horrible PFF grade. And I'm going to hope that's because he played out of position. So we're going to see what Ed Oliver does in his third season. Once again, my brother Izzy, my brother Izzy says, smash that like button. Built in Buffalo, a rich, I came richens. You're now in tune to the Buffalo blueprint. If you haven't smashed that like button on YouTube, Please smash that like button. If you're looking on, if you're watching this on Twitter, if you're watching this on Facebook, give it a like, give it a thumbs up, give it a share. A Rich, Akeem Richens, this is built in Buffalo. Moving on, Dwayne. Yes, you're right. He will blossom with the one technique. I hope so. I hope so. That's the hope, right? That's the hope that Ed Oliver can blossom with that one technique uh, next to him. Uh, Mike. That's right, John. That's right, John. Hey, moving on, man. Moving on. Yeah, Earth Day all day, Cole. Earth Day All Day. What's going on, Dwayne? Moving on. Ed Oliver was our third guy, right? Last, the last set. <laughs> I have to put the I have to say set because I I couldn't name one player without naming the other. Just because it, it was just because of, of of what we went through as a defense. Uh the set of players that have to improve their individual player progression is Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano have to play better as a tandem in order for the Buffalo Bills defense to take that next step. In order for the Buffalo Bills defense to be that top 10 defense they was uh, two years ago. Uh, the combination of Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano against tight ends, you see the liability the Buffalo Bills were against other tight ends, and that's what makes it worse for 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 Dawson Knox and and his inconsistencies, right? And and the Buffalo Bills as an organization, we get our ass bust by tight ends all year, and we don't have. Uh, any threats at the tight end position to do any ass bussing ourselves, and that was that was a lot for the Buffalo Bills to endure as an organization. It was a lot for for me as a fan to endure. Uh, 92 receptions, 993 yards, and eight touchdowns. The Buffalo Bills allowed to tight ends this past season. Let me repeat that shit. 92 receptions, 993 yards, and 8 touchdowns. The Buffalo Bills allowed to opposing tight ends in the 2020 season. That cannot happen. That simply cannot happen. We have Hunter Henry in the AFC East. We have Johnu Smith in the AFC East. We have Mike Giusecki in the AFC East. And shit, if I'm Miami, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I'm drafting Kyle Pitts. If I am the Miami Dolphins and he is available and he's on the board, if he's not Jamar Chase, of course, but if I'm Miami and Kyle Pitts is on the board with number six pick, I'm going Kyle Pitts. So imagine what the, what the Buffalo Bills may have to deal with in the AFC East next season. Last season, we, we allowed 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns on a damn near 100 receptions. This year, we may have Kyle, Hit, Kyle Pitts, Jacecki, John o. Smith, and Hunter Henry in the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills, Matt Milano, and Tremaine Edmonds have to do a better job in coverage. Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds have to do a better job in field awareness, and field recognition in terms of covering these tight ends. Tremaine Edmonds still has to improve in diagnosing plays. Tremaine Edmonds is a little late in reading and diagnosing plays at times. Tremaine Edmonds still has to do a better job in shedding blocks. Now, I know Stats-wise, he has over, amassed over 300 tackles, right? I know he's a, a two-time Pro Bowl selection, but Jermaine Edmonds is, is a liability for the Buffalo Bills in coverage. I have to call a spade a spade. I love him. I love his physical ability. But when you're giving up a 100 a receptions and 1,000 yards and eight TDs, uh, that is a problem. That is, you 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 have an a issue, a liability within that defense, and Jermaine Edmonds and, and Matt Milano is a part of that problem. In my opinion, uh, they have to do a better job in coverage. They definitely have to do a better job in coverage, man. Uh, Jermaine Edmonds is 6'5", 250 pounds, and I don't think he plays his size all the time. Sometimes I feel that when I see Tremaine Edmonds, he plays smaller than his actual size. There's no reason why slot receivers should be breaking your tackle. There's no reason why little running backs, smaller running backs, should be breaking your tackle. So, so Tremaine Edmonds, uh, as much uh as as much as he's accomplished in his short career, has a lot more developing and refining to do as a as a linebacker. And is he capable? Yes. Uh, only 22 years old. He turns 23 this season. I think he's fully capable of becoming uh, a better, more instinctive linebacker. It's just something that he definitely has to show going into his fourth season. And I think, and I believe he will do so. And if he does, if he, uh, Tremaine Edmonds improves, if Matt Milano improves, if Ed Oliver improves, if Josh Allen improves, The Buffalo Bills will hoist this Lombardi Trophy. The Buffalo Bills will indeed win the whole damn thing. But the philosophy must be met. And the philosophy is drafting, developing, and re-signing your players. And if our developmental players continue to develop, if our players that needs to progress and needs to maximize their talent continue to do so, Then the Buffalo Bills will indeed be in position to to win a Super Bowl. If not, then the Buffalo Bills will not win a Super Bowl. If the Buffalo Bills players, if the players that we drafted do not take the next step in progression, if the players that we drafted don't improve next season, then the Buffalo Bills will fail to win a Super Bowl and we will get bounced from the playoffs. And in my opinion, It will be a disappointment because right now it's Super Bowl or bust for me. I want to get y'all thoughts. I want to get y'all opinions on that. It's Super Bowl or bust for me. We've met and exceeded every expectation except for the Super Bowl. What else is there for the Buffalo Bills to do? Win the goddamn Super Bowl. Let me get y'all thoughts. Hey, I see 42 new comments, 42 new comments. Let me see if I can run through this. Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Farr, Oliver, Dwayne Farr, Oliver struggled because of people around him. Oliver struggled because the offense would choose who to double team and the line did not dictate, dictate it. And you may have a point there. You may have a point. But again, he's a top 10 overall pick, right? When you have a top 10 overall selection, we are expecting top 10 overall selections uh, to be impactful players. And this is the year that I believe we can fully give Ed Oliver a proper evaluation. Right. His rookie year was his rookie year. Sean McDermott didn't play him, uh, played him sparingly, then end up playing him uh, towards the end of the year as he came came along. Uh, 2020 came along. Uh, COVID happened. Star Latourley opted out. We had to play him out of position, so we couldn't get uh, a fair evaluation with, with Ed Oliver, being that he's playing out of position. So in his third year, this is the year where we get a proper eval on Ed Oliver. This is the year where we can say, hey, this was worth a top 10 selection, or hey, This guy may not be worth this top 10 selection. And who knows if we're going to pick up his fifth year option. I think that this year will prove uh, one or the other for Ed Oliver. Uh, Mike. Yes, he does need to stay healthy because he's good. Uh, Who are you talking about? When I think about staying healthy, I think about Matt Milano, right? Matt Milano is a guy. That has to stay healthy. Five starts this season, uh, 11 starts the year before. I don't believe uh, he's played all 16 games. I believe he had 15 starts uh, the year prior to that. But uh, Matt Milano has to show that he's durable, right? Uh, Four years, $44 million deal. I'm pretty sure he wants to honor that contract. I'm pretty sure he wants to show that he's durable enough to, to honor that contract. And I'm pretty sure at the end of his contract, when he turns 30 years old, he wants to prove that he was good enough so he can get another contract. So, uh, Matt Milano is definitely a guy that, that has to, that's to prove that he is capable of playing majority of the games in this NFL. Dwayne, we need a TE coverer. We need a TE coverer outside linebacker 30. I'm going for it again. I wouldn't be opposed of it, right? That's that's what we need as a chess piece for our Buffalo Bills defense. This is why I like guys like Hamza Nazirdeen from Florida State. This is why I I, I like guys like Ifitu Malinfano, uh, the cornerback from uh, from Syracuse, who I believe can play some corner, can play some safety, can play some can play some uh, some nickel. That's why I like uh, a Drabil Cox. From LSU, Jabril Cox is a coverage guy who's who excelled in co- coverage in the best conference in college football. Uh, Jabril Cox, who can cover a line, who can cover tight ends and and running backs out the backfield. This is why I like uh, those type of guys, and I believe we need uh, a combination of those type of players for our Buffalo Bills defense this season, this draft. Izzy. Dwayne has a point. Dwayne, Dwayne knows ball, man. Dwayne looks like you can tell with certain comments if a person knows ball off rip, right? Dwayne Far, appreciate your acumen, bro. I Appreciate your acumen. If you want names, I can give names. I know it. Give me some names. Give me some names, Dwayne. Give me some names, John. Dwayne, uh, absolutely. Hey, Mary. Hey, Mary. Hey, I, I may have to holler at Dwayne after the show, man, and see what's up. You know, we always looking for. Uh, Built some Buffalo contributors. Uh the way uh, John Heron says, please do. Sheldon Cole says that's too high. Wait, that's too high. Way too many yards. Way too many yards. If you're talking about uh a yards we gave up to opposing tight ends, that is way too many yards. Second most in the NFL. I don't know who was first. Who gave up more yards than us in this NFL into in, in tight ends? I, I'm interested to find that out. Mike says Dwayne, you're totally correct. Dwayne is on point. Dwayne is hot right now. Anthony, Anthony Schaefer comes out with this, with uh with his uh with his comment. Wait, That's exactly my sentiments. As I think we need to get the best player available at a position of need and gain a third or fourth round pick at minimum by moving down. That way, that way we may be able to fill our needs with two second rounds and possibly a third round, too. Get an edge rusher, a corner. In the second, get a TE and linebacker who's big enough and fast enough to cover Kelsey and have four more players left to upgrade the O-line and the D-line. Now, uh, I don't think, and I think this is an excellent point, Anthony. I think this is an excellent point. Again, I don't think, and and you never know, right, because it's kind of a catch-22 because the Buffalo Bills organization, their scouts, they do a good job uh, scouting guys late, we found Dane Jackson in the seventh round. Dane Jackson is possibly, can possibly be the starting number two cornerback for the Buffalo Bills. He's a seventh round pick. Levi Wallace is an undrafted pick. He's a starting cornerback for the Buffalo Bills, right? Matt Milano is a is a fifth round pick. Uh, we all want to know what Isaiah Hodgins is about, right? He's a seventh round pick. Uh, Freddie Gilliam made the Buffalo Bills roster. He's an undrafted guy. We this is a thirteen and three team. <laughs> this is a thirteen and three team that has a lot of picks, late round picks. So I I, I want to say, hey, you know, this team is a good team. uh, uh late round picks probably won't make this team. But when you look at the history, the history says otherwise. The history says that the Buffalo Bills do a do a good job drafting in the later rounds and these late round picks have a, have a shot to make this buffalo bills roster. So, uh uh is it's definitely a catch 22 with that, but I do feel that this draft is deep at the positions the buffalo bills need, and because the draft is deep at the at the positions the buffalo bills need, I would definitely look into trading down if it makes sense, right? If it makes sense, if we could pick up an extra third, extra second round pick and an extra third round pick, I'm all for it. If we could pick up an extra second round pick and an extra fourth round pick, I'm all for it. So uh, definitely a lot of situations and a lot of ways the Buffalo Bills uh, organization can go uh, leading up to the draft. Steve, if only Smith and Henry had someone who could throw them the ball uh, on the fly past five yards. And that's the thing about it, right? Uh Steve Rose. I, I I agree. I don't think Cam Newton is the best of quarterbacks. I don't think he's the best of best of, of quarterbacks of throwing the football. But Cam Newton had Greg Olson for majority of his career. Greg Olson had Cam Newton for the majority of his career. Greg Olson, the tight end, is probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. So Cam Newton may not be the best thrower of the football, but he's proved he can get the ball to his tight end. And not only uh, did Bill Belichick recognize that, he recognized that and got him not one, but two tight ends. So um, the tight ends are, 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 are like dogs. The tight ends are like dogs in an offense. It's a man's best friend. It's a quarterback's best friend. Dogs are a man's best friend. The tight end is a quarterback's best friend and a tight end is definitely a quarterback that that's struggling best friend, right? The, the 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 quarterbacks that's not so hot, the Alex Smiths of the world, right? Alex Smith, uh, he loves his tight ends. Uh, struggling quarterbacks are going to check it down to their tight ends, so uh, that's something that we definitely cannot ignore. Dwayne, we need to go back to a 4 3. Uh, too uh, too much nickel. Uh, you you talking about a traditional four three? Too much nickel. I don't. And again, uh, it all depends. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean. They talked about making uh schematic uh schematics schematic uh schematical adjustments in terms of off season, right? They may or do we? They may have to make adjustments within the offense as a coaching staff. They may have to make adjustments as a defense within the coaching staff. And depending on who falls on the board. We might be able to make certain adjustments. We all got to see what happens uh, in that draft. But a 4-3 right now with AJ Klein, it wasn't it, I don't think it would do us any favors. Right? AJ Klein in there playing the 4-3 with Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. I don't think that's a better overall base defense than having Teron Johnson in there at nickel. Now, if we can get a Owusu, or if we could get a Jabril Cox, or if we could get uh, 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 a Zaven Collins. Then uh, we can look at more traditional 4-3 look. Why we could look at a a more traditional 4-3 look? Because we have a player or we have players that could fit the roles. We have a player that can stay in and and work the front seven and not be a liability on run defense. And now we have the same player that can stay in on all three downs and cover the tight end. We have the player that can stay in and, and cover a running back coming out the backfield. So again, it all depends on what direction we go in the draft in terms of, of what the base base defense will be. But right now, you already know the Buffalo Bills, they're going to play that base defense that's having Teron Johnson as a starter. Uh, Ismail says, Since he better take better, better take pits, right? now again Pitts may be a viable option but when you think about the Cincinnati Bengals you think about Joe Burrow who did Joe Burrow play with who was his favorite target his favorite target was Jamar Chase Jamar Chase is possibly the best run the best wide receiver on this draft do you want to reunite Jamar Chase with 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 Joe Burrow they had a lot of success. In college, when they won a championship, you may want to reunite those two guys, but Kyle Pitts, you can't you can't go wrong with either pick. Can't go wrong with either pick. It's a copycat league. Other teams, other teams know this is our weakness. Definitely agree. JOK. JOK, J O K. Since he's Mary says, Since he's going O-line, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what direction the Cincinnati Bengals go. Dwayne Foss, uh scheme has screwed us last year as much as the players themselves. John says Pitts could very well end up in our division. I, I think so. If I'm Miami Dolphins, I would I, if I'm the Miami Dolphins and Kyle Pitts is there, I'm going Kyle Pitts. I'm not I'm not even thinking about it. I'm not even gonna I'm gonna run up to the podium and I'm selecting Kyle Pitts. And they have a Pro Bowl type tight end already. Mike Josecki is a Pro Bowl caliber tight end. And I would still go and get Pitts. And that would be that would be, in my opinion, a headache. For our Buffalo Bills. Not a headache we can't manage, but a headache nevertheless. Steven, Steve, not worried about our division when you had, when you, as of today, Newton Tour and a Royal rookie out of BYU, that's the QB competition. I agree. I agree, man. I agree. We have the best quarterback in the division. Then came, uh wants to move up and get JOK. Hey, I wouldn't be opposed to that. It all depends on how much we've given up, how much of our draft capital we're going to mortgage to to move up, and the player, the specific player we're going to select. And if we're moving up to select this, this specific player, he better be the guy, right? He better come in and make that immediate impact. And JOK is definitely a guy I would consider moving up for if we get into 24, 25, 26 pick of the draft. 26 picking the draft and JOK is not selected yet. Now I'm thinking about moving up, right? 25, 26. Now I'm thinking about moving up because I can I can go up get the player I want and I can possibly not mortgage all of my draft capital to do so. So uh, definitely some interesting ways to go about things, man. Definitely um, some ways to go around things. Dan says I'm team trade Nothing wrong with that team trade up. I'm team trade down. It's nothing wrong with either philosophy. We'll see what the Buffalo Bills do. They might be team. Uh, stay my ass exactly where I'm at, at, at pick 30, right? So we'll see what happens. A couple, couple, more, couple more comments before I get out of here. Anthony says, get that fourth pick from Atlanta. I wish, bro. I wish we're going to have to give up <laughs> a first round pick next season to do so. Uh Dwayne says hell Atlanta better Atlanta better what the hell are they trying to trade back what the hell doing trying to trade back I don't know what Atlanta's trying to do I don't, I don't I'm not sure they probably trying to trade back uh get more picks and possibly get uh, a quarterback that can that could be the predecessor to to Matt Ryan they might not want to go and get that quarterback at the fourth number 4 overall pick but they might want to trade back accumulate more picks and and do so so um, I think they're gonna be a, a interesting a interesting piece in this draft. They're gonna be an interesting domino the Atlanta Falcons in this NFL draft. Uh, any more comments before we get out of here? I don't I don't I think we did a good job today. 1132. we're going on almost two hours about two hours. Uh, I think we did a good job, right? I came in, uh kind of prepared this show. At the last second, word work's been hectic. Uh, my internet has been sketchy. Uh, Easter. I'm trying to. I'm trying to plan a trip. I'm going away. My birthday coming up, so I'm going away and I'm. I'm planning things. So it's been. It's been a hectic week. It's been a hectic last couple of days, but it's definitely always fun to to come on and and discuss uh, our, our Buffalo Bills and different topics amongst our our Buffalo Bills peers, man. I and I enjoyed it. I always do. I always like coming on and having dialogue uh with the people with knowledgeable people. And at the end of the day, right, what's what's the what's the common goal? We may all disagree with certain things. We may all disagree with how we may do things, but at the end of the day, the we all share one goal. And that one goal is to hoist the Lombardi trophy, right? That one goal is to win the whole damn thing. And I believe the Buffalo Bills are gonna put together a solid draft to go along with this complete roster in order to do so. We're going to win this whole damn thing. That is my expectation for our team, What's yours? Once again, A Rich, Hakeem Richens, this is Built in Buffalo. Uh, you have been watching the Buffalo Blueprint. I'll be back next Tuesday, same time, 9.30 PM Eastern time. Look out for myself and my brother DM3 at Bill'sology, Saturday night, 9 PM Eastern time. Can't wait to come back on and talk more Buffalo Bill's uh, discussions. But I'm about to get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, A. Rich, Hakeem Richens, till next time.